They are the high kids. Your host today is Jaden. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show on 101.9. Thank you for choosing the High Kids Show on High FM. My name is Jaden and I am 10 years old. And I will be hosting for you today. This is High Kids. For kids by kids. Coming up on High Kids Today, I will be interviewing Penny Vandy Merva, and she is a canine nutri- nutritionist. So stay tuned to 101.9 High FM to learn more about how to feed your pets healthy food and how to keep them fit and in shape. Also on the show today, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth, a guest the song to challenge your musical knowledge, and at the end of the show, listen out to the Montgomery Jones and the search for the Lost World of Fantasy story segment. They are really interesting. You can also get the full stories on our website at highfm.com. Now, here are the details if you, if you have any questions for my guest in studio or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat... 010-140-3020 Get ready for a very interesting show. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Jaden. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Jaden and I am your host for today. Before we start the interview with my guest, Penny Vandy Merva, I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. It is Billy Bob blabbered boldly. And a bit later, I will count how many times you can say that tongue twister in 10 seconds. Call me on 010-140-3020 to see if you think that you can say it faster than me. My guest in studio today is Penny Vandy Merva, who is a canine nutritionist. And if you have any questions for her, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Penny, and welcome to Chai FM. Thank you, Jaden, for having me. Thank you for giving up your time to be with me on my show. Only a pleasure. I must say that I'm very interested to know exactly what it is that you do. And so I've tried to come up with some questions to help myself and my fellow high kid listeners to better understand. An animal nutritionist and behaviorist. That is quite a mouthful for me. What exactly does it all mean? Okay, let me just correct you quickly. I'm not the behaviorist, but my business partner is the behaviorist. So we work together. So an animal nutritionist is somebody who studies animal nutrition so that animals can thrive on the food that they eat. Wow. 
Do you focus on all animals or certain types of animals? So the certificate and the course that I did was only for dogs, canines. That's why I'm an advanced canine nutritionist. It does have elements of being able to feed other animals healthy food, but the principle is all animals need food that is biologically appropriate for them because you're not going to see a lion eating a cucumber very readily because it's a big cat. So I can help out with other animals, and I've got knowledge about it, but I specialize mainly with dogs. What is the difference between a vet and then what do you do? Okay. A vet studies for a really long time, and they are a qualified medical doctor. So to be a vet, you first got to go and do your BSc at university, which is your science degree, and then you can go to Ornestapuit here in South Africa, where they teach you how to be a vet and operate. So vets are like our GPs, like our normal doctors, and some of them specialize to be orthopedic vets or um, or specialized vets in dentistry and ophthalmology for the eyes. So the same way that you would take your dog when it's very sick to the vet to help the vet um, to help the dog get the vet to fix him using medication or operations. That's what vets do. I don't deal with cutting open dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help heal them with food. So often when you are eating the right diet, you can heal yourself from the inside. And when you're eating a whole lot of rubbish, you get sick. So that's where I come in. Of we, feed the, we feed the dogs correctly so that we prevent sickness. And even you can feed them to help heal. Oh, I used to think that what you do in a vet is kind of the same mm, thing. But I work with a lot of vets. So oh. we like working with vets so that the whole animal health is achieved. Where do you study after school to become your profession? And what degree or diploma do you get? Okay. So I wanted to be a vet. And things happened in life, and I didn't get to achieve my dream when I was much younger. But it was always there. So to be a vet, you need to go and do your BSc, like I said, and then go to Ornestapurt, and you're looking at about seven-odd years of studying. For an animal nutritionist, it's a little bit easier because we only have a diploma course that we have to do. And I actually studied via um, a university in the United Kingdom during the COVID time. So it's taken me two years and I've done all of my studying online and I have an off-qual an off-qual qualification. It's very difficult to say. That's your next tongue twister. And... <laughs> um, and that means that <clears throat> I'm able to advise and help guide people from a nutritional aspect. Wow, amazing. What are the benefits for animals having someone like yourself to look after their diet? Okay. The same way that if you went down to your GP and you were only eating Kellogg's cornflakes three times a day, what do you think your GP is going to say to you? Uh, is it a balanced diet? No. You haven't got any fruits or veggies or yeah. anything in it. So he's going to say to you, you're going to get sick. Mm. So I do the same. And because dogs can't talk like we can, I can, I can help educate their owners on what dogs should be eating. Because dogs are our responsibility, and we have to be the dog's voice. So when we're feeding them healthy food, which is appropriate for them, 
then they become healthy and happy and it also helps fix their brains because your food <clears throat> and what you're eating translates um, via the gut bacteria for your mental health. So often dogs, which are very scared and anxious, improve when they're eating a healthy diet. Have you always loved animals and have you always wanted to work with animals? Why? Why have you? Right. I grew up from the moment I was born with dogs. My mum used to breed dachshunds and I, we have always had dogs in our home and I adore all animals. And it has been my focus for my entire life, probably because I grew up with them and I like to understand them. And it's a passion. It makes me want to jump out of bed in the morning and just help mm. all of the dogs and the animals out there. I've had rats. I've had cats. We've had birds. We've had fish. We've had horses and loads and loads and loads of dogs. <laughs> what is your favorite animal and why? It's going to have to be dogs. I do love horses and I have a particular affinity towards rats. But dogs... For me, I can understand them better. They're good companions. They keep you calm. They help your anxiety. They lower your blood pressure. They can communicate with their eyes. They're so full of fun. They can play. They're our exercise buddies. And the ultimate best is, is they actually your cuddle buddies too in bed. Yeah. <laughs> now the next question is kind of the opposite and if I was you it would be hard for me to answer <laughs> do you have an animal you least like I hate praying mantises I cannot cope with a praying mantis <laughs> it's one of those it's a little insect and <laughs> and I know that they're very beneficial to the environment but they freak me out with their funny clamping legs and their big googly eyes I do not like them I get shivers when I see them. Are you scared of any animals? Every animal deserves to be treated with respect. So fear comes from when we don't understand something. So when you understand the animal, you often get over your fear of them. So I'm not really scared, but I am wary of some animals, definitely. Dogs are my favorite animal, and I have a beagle dog. Oh, wow. So maybe can we focus on some dog questions and the diet of a dog? Absolutely. What can you feed your dog instead of dog food that is still good and healthy for them? Okay. <clears throat> from a nutritional point of view, a dog is descended from a wolf. Their jaw structure is built to rip and tear flesh and to crunch bone so it sounds very gross and very yeah. disgusting and we do have to live with these animals <laughs> but essentially dogs need meat organs and bones as the basis of their diet but a dog is a scavenger so a dog can literally survive on anything if you think about the feral dogs and how they live in the townships and the dogs that um, are strays all over the world they're able to survive on the streets. A dog can eat everything you put in front of it, whether it's good for it or not is a different matter. Dogs really struggle to digest large volumes of carbohydrates. Do you know what carbohydrates are? No. Okay, so a carbohydrate is 
Um, for an example is bread and wheat and corn and your cereals. Mm-hmm. And it's rice and um, it's soya. So the majority of carbohydrates come from plant matter. Okay. And dogs don't, they really struggle to digest the plants. So they only need a little bit of plant matter. They, you kind of need the proteins and the fats from the meat. So if you focus, the dog food which is being made worldwide is for our convenience. And it is a highly processed diet which can last on the shelf for many, many years. And it is okay. Millions and millions and millions of dogs are eating the food and they're living long lives. But the trick is, if you want your dog to live as long as possible and be as healthy as possible, it's just to add in some fresh or feed a full fresh diet. So you're either going to put in a little bit of fresh into the, on top of the dry food or you switch to a full fresh diet. Are vegetables good for dogs? Vegetables are good for the dog's bacteria. Dogs and people, in fact, all animals, have got more bacteria living in their guts than we've got cells in our body. And it's the fungus and the viruses and the bacteria which help us. So we're actually like superhumans with bacteria inside us. So the vegetable matter and the plant matter that we do include in, in the food actually feeds the bacteria in the gut. Because it's your bacteria that makes the hormones and makes the vitamins and regulates most of your body. So when you've got healthy bacteria in your gut, you've got a healthy body and a healthy brain. So the dogs, they eat the veggies to feed their gut bacteria. Wow. (laughs) Can dogs eat fruit? Yes, they can. And they love blueberries. Dogs go nuts for blueberries. (laughs) I've once given my dog one and I I wanted to see what he, what he did (laughs) and like, we, th- we threw it on the floor, and he played around with it, mm-hmm. thinking it was something. Mm-hmm. And then, just after all that, he just ate it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's nice and sweet. And in fact, wild dogs and wolves, when they don't hunt, and when the blueberries start coming out in the bushes, they go and they pick off all the blueberries on the bushes. Mm-hmm. Same way that we can go and pick strawberries. Mm-hmm. Pomegranate is good for dogs. Apple is very, very good for dogs. Wow. And helps with stinky breath. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, if your dog is super itchy and allergic to grass, if you feed them apple skins, it helps the itchiness. Wow. And they can have bananas and they can have watermelon. But with everything in life, moderation. So a little bit. They don't need the whole apple. A quarter of an apple for a little dog is more than enough. What's some, like um, one example of something that is not good for... Dogs and Onions are not good for dogs, unfortunately. Oh. Garlic is okay, but in very small amounts. I know it's a very controversial thing. You're going to get a lot of messages now. <laughs> yeah. um, and avocado is actually okay for them as long as they don't eat the pips. So remove the pips from the fruit. Um, but it's basically, oh, and you must never, ever feed dogs grapes. Grapes are very, very dangerous for dogs. Oh. Yes. So... Mm-hmm. On that note, let's take a quick song break and we will be right back. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Jaden. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids.
My name is Jaden, and I am ten years old, and I am your host for today. Before I carry on with my interview with Penny Vandy Merva, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. It is Billy Bob blabbered boldly, and I'll guess the song for today is. Send your SMS to three four five one nine or Telegram to six one eight nine five one zero one nine if you know what the song is. If you have any questions for Penny Vandy Merva, you can send an SMS to three four five one nine or Telegram to zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine or call on zero one zero one four zero three zero two zero. Now let me carry on with my very interesting interview with Penny Vandy Merva, who is a animal nutritionist. What food should you include in your dog's daily diet? Okay. Dogs need the ratio works out to eighty percent muscle meat, ten percent organ meat, and ten percent. Bone, but the bones must always be raw bones, things like chicken necks and chicken feet, and th- so that's your main ratio. And then you add five percent of vegetables and fruit into that mixture. And it's also very, very important that the dogs have fresh water at all times. Nice, cool, fresh water, especially on these hot summer days. And the water bowls and the food bowls need to be cleaned properly. Every single day, and once a week you wash them with vinegar. So, the foods that you're feeding need to also be a variety. So, if you can feed them duck one day, and then ostrich another day, and then beef and chicken and fish—dogs love fish—and rabbit, and uh, what else do we have? Game. So we've got things like zebra and buck and antelope. And all of those things. So when you're feeding a variety of meats, you're getting in all of the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that every single animal provides. I love my dog, and when I ever see his bowl kind of empty and and it's dirty, and I could see he tries to tell me I want more, and I go clean it and I fill it up for him. That is brilliant. And then he drinks the whole thing. Exactly, and a bravo to you that you can also. Understand what your dog is saying to you. That's a very special connection that you have.、Mm, yeah. Do dogs need to take any vitamins? So dogs make most of the vitamins that they need themselves, or rather their bodies do. The bacteria that we spoke about makes things like vitamin C inside the dogs. So if the dog is sick and the gut bacteria are not working together properly. They might need vitamins or minerals, but your vet would have to tell you that after doing some blood tests. Dogs do need calcium and phosphorus that they get from the bones, or which is added onto the dry food. So they need lots of minerals, and they need vitamin B, which they get from fresh food too. But when you're eating a fresh food, you know that the vitamins are going to be in that fresh food. If you're going to feed a highly processed food, those vitamins are added on by the dog food companies. As I said, that I could see when my dog tells me. The next question is:、um, 
How often should you feed your dog, and how do you know how much food to give? Okay, so I'm going to start off on how much food, because dogs don't need huge amounts of food. Yeah. Because a fat dog is an unhealthy dog. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the benchmark is to feed between two and three percent of their best body weight, but it depends on dog per dog. So something like a little Yorkie or a Beagle is very high energy. So they're going to need a little bit more food because they burn the energy off quite quickly. So you're looking at about 3% of their body weight. A big heavy dog like a Great Dane or a Burbul needs a little bit less than that. Okay. And you want to make sure that your dog stays trim. So the rule of thumb is eat less, eat fresh, and exercise lots, and you've got a healthy dog. Is it is it also very unhealthy if your dog is not eating a lot and very thin? Yes, the very thin aspect is also very dangerous because that's an indication that there's probably a sickness or a vitamin mineral deficiency somewhere, and that's something that you need to take the dog to the vet to to make to make sure that the dog is able to absorb all of their nutrients because sometimes something goes wrong in the gut. And they can't absorb the carbohydrates and the proteins yeah. and the fats. And then they need the vet to help them out with that one. And then on the times that you need to feed them, most of the time the majority of dogs should be fed twice a day, breakfast and supper. Some dogs don't want to eat twice a day, and they only want to eat once a day. But you feed the dog in front of you. And on very hot days, dogs often refuse to eat breakfast because they know it's yeah. going to be so hot, so they'll only have supper. <laughs> and that's okay too. A dog is very unlikely to starve itself unless it's very sick. So if a dog hasn't eaten for two to three days, go to your vet. Are there any foods that are better for puppies and bigger dogs? So... Your puppies need lots of calcium and phosphorus to help their bones grow strong. And it's important to feed a healthy food to the puppies and a food that has got all of the calcium, the phosphorus, and the omegas and the vitamins that it needs so that they can grow strong and big and they don't get bone problems. Puppies actually need to eat three times a day when they're very little. So when they're under four months old, they need to eat three times a day because they're loaded with energy and they're growing mm. so fast. Now, your older dogs and dogs which have been spayed or neutered, which means that they can't have puppies anymore, they need a little bit less because they can get fat very quickly. So, But they also need lots of protein to help with the kidneys, and they need things called omega-3s, which help keep the brain healthy. So things like fish oil and krill tablets and even feeding them sardines is very, very good for your older dogs. What interesting animals have you worked with? Like a very interesting... Very interesting animals. I meet so many animals. We've had pigs. <laughs> one of the most amazing ones is I make a product called kefir, which is a fermented milk. And one of my clients breeds racing pigeons, and he feeds the racing pigeons kefir. And these are champion racing pigeons now. So we even do diets for doves and birds. <laughs> Have you ever been bitten by any animal? Yes. From we, <clears throat> My business partner has a dog school. 
And when you're working with scared dogs, dogs that are scared can often lash out and bite. So you do run a big risk of being bitten. And I have been bitten quite a few times, but it heals up quickly. And we, t we try and take precautions. So we read the dog's body language to avoid mm. being bitten because <laughs> it is sore for ages and ages. <laughs> yeah. Which animal species do you find the most interesting to study? Interesting to study. Most mammals have very similar type of systems. So it's always interesting. You learn something new every single day. From a studying point of view, I love studying about the bacteria, even though that's not really an animal, but it's a living thing because the bacteria is what is making everything work correctly. So I really do love studying bacteria. It sounds very, very strange. <laughs> Are some animal di digestive systems more complicated than others? Yes. So your herbivores, you know what a herbivore is? Yeah, I think. Yes. Those are the animals, like the cows and the sheep and the horses. So those are the animals that eat the plant matter. They've got very complicated digestive systems. Like a cow has got seven stomachs, and they need wow. to ruminate. And why they have so many stomachs is so that they can digest that plant matter, so that it ferments in the gut. So they need a very long digestive tract to be able to digest the food properly. Whereas a carnivore, a meat eater, has got a very short digestive tract with very high acid levels in their stomach. Do all animals taste with their tongues? It's very difficult to determine that. Hmm. And in fact, actually, they've discovered that cats can't taste sweetness. What? Yeah, exactly. But cats love salt, which is very, very interesting. So that cats don't seem to have receptors on their tongues that can taste sweet sugar. Dogs, we think, have got a wider variety of, <clears throat> of flavor preferences because we can see it when they're eating their food. One day, the dog won't eat venison because he's not in the mood for it. He prefers to eat a chicken. So we think dogs can taste quite well. We've got one question from Linda, and she says, Are avocados bad for dogs? Avocados are not bad for dogs. The pip of the avocado is a bit dangerous, and the skin could cause a bit of tummy upsets. But avocados are loaded with good fats, which keep the dogs healthy. Wouldn't feed huge amounts daily. Once, once or twice a week would be perfectly fine in small amounts. I think it's time for a break. Hi, kids. For kids, by kids. They are the High Kids. Your host today is Jaden. This is High Kids. For kids, by kids. My name is Jaden and I am 10 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us now on 0101-403020 and I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. Just a reminder that the Guess the Song challenge question is... You can send your answers to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. You can call now on 
1403020 to see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me. We'll see. Please start the timer. Billy Bob Labbit Baldy. 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 That is seven times. Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? Does Penny want to try it out? Oh, let's give it a go. Billy Bob blabbered boldly. 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 Billy Bob pie. Well done. Nine times. On that note, let's go to a quick song break. Hi, kids. For kids, by kids. They are the high kids. Your host today is Jaden. This is High Kids for kids by kids. My name is Jaden, and I am your host for today. Lots of answers have come through for the Guess the Song challenge. Thank you all for playing. Just a reminder that our Guess the Song challenge is. And the answer is drum roll, please. I'm gonna run this dump from the Lion God. Well done to those who guessed it correctly. Thank you very much to Penny Vandimreva for coming on my show today. To my producer Senna and to Vusi for pushing the big. Red buttons. Reminder to catch the Montgomery Jones and the search for the Lost World of Fantasy Story segment right after the show. They are really interesting. You can also get the full stories on our website at highfm.com. This has been High Kids for Kids by Kids, and my name is Jaden. Join us tomorrow for another High Kids show, only on one hundred one point nine High FM. I loved this interview, and sadly, goodbye, kids.